all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Brought to you by LIC. Good morning to everyone. It is the final trading day of the week and I am Hormus Fatakia, back to tell you all that you need to know on the 26th of February. First up, transport and trade unions have called for a Bharat Bandh today. Traders body CAIT has said that all commercial markets across the country will remain shut in protest of higher fuel prices and also against e-way bill laws. All straight-level transport associations, including the Bombay Goods Transport Association, Baroda Goods Transport Association and others have confirmed their support to All India Transporters Welfare Association or AITWA for the one-day strike. CAIT had earlier this week written to Prime Minister Narendra Modi raising issues related to the GST regime, stating that a few recent amendments have given arbitrary and unfettered powers to government officials. Nirav Modi on Thursday lost his legal battle against extradition as a UK judge ruled that he does have a case to answer before Indian courts. The diamond merchant is wanted in India on charges of fraud and money laundering in the nearly $2 billion Punjab National Bank scam. Modi has up to 14 days within which he can approach the High Court and seek leave to appeal after the Home Secretary's decision. Social media companies along with OTT players will now have to adhere to higher accountability standards. As per the Information Technology Rules 2021, all social media intermediaries will have to up their due diligence standards. For OTT and online news platforms, the rules lay down an ethics code that will be administered by the INB ministry. If a platform crosses a user threshold, which is yet to be specified, it will have to appoint a resident nodal contact person, appoint a resident grievance officer and publish a monthly compliance report. More details can be read on our website, BloombergQuint.com. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman said that reducing taxes on petrol and diesel is a dharam sankat and both centre and states will have to talk for the burden on the customer to go down. The minister also said that India's borrowing plans in FY22 will not crowd out the private sector as there will be predictability and enough liquidity. On the new privatisation policy, Sitharaman said that the government is not on a spree to divest every public sector company. Moody's Investor Services believes that fiscal consolidation in India remains weak and that will be a key credit challenge given its high debt burden and low medium-term GDP growth. The ratings agency said, and I quote, The negative outlook that we have on the ratings reflect the uncertainties to the downside that our own growth forecasts will not be met and we see nominal growth to be weaker than we expect, end of quote. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman also spoke about the high borrowing number, saying that they are not worried about rating agencies as the high borrowing number is in order to stimulate growth, followed by an articulated path of fiscal consolidation. A suspicious vehicle with gelatin, an explosive device, was found parked near Reliance Industries Chairman Mukesh Ambani's residence Antilla on Thursday evening. Police said that it was not an assembled explosive device and that further investigations were ongoing. In a video, Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh said that the vehicle was a Scorpio van and that the crime branch of the Mumbai police is conducting the probe. In corporate news, Bank of Baroda has approved raising 4,500 crore rupees through a QIP issue. Bloomberg Quint had reported in December last year that the state-run lender is seeking to raise 4,000 to 5,000 crore rupees through a share sale to institutional investors. 
Three bankers on the condition of anonymity had told Bloomberg Quint back then that the QIP may be launched in the January to March period. The IPO of Heronbuy Industries was subscribed 83 times overall as bidding closed on the third and final day. The institutional portion was subscribed 67 times, while the non-institutional portion saw a subscription of 271 times the shares on offer. The retail portion was subscribed close to 12 times. Nureka, which listed at a 58% premium on the bourses on Thursday, ended its first day of trade with gains of 61% from its issue price. In international news, Coinbase, the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the US, filed to go public through a direct listing on the Nasdaq. The company has been valued at over $100 billion in recent transactions, according to Axios, meaning that it can be one of the biggest companies to go public since Facebook. The platform has over 43 million verified users as per the filing. The US has launched airstrikes in Syria on Thursday, according to reports coming in from the Associated Press. The Pentagon said that the strikes on facilities used by Iran-backed militia groups were in retaliation for a rocket attack in Iraq earlier this month, which wounded a US service member and other coalition troops. Oil prices are on course for their fourth straight monthly advance, while Brent crude is up nearly 20% this month, which will be the best gain in February since 2015. West Texas Intermediate is set for its best February since the last three decades, for which data is available on Bloomberg. As we head into the weekend, the one thing that many on the street will be looking forward to is the release of Warren Buffet's annual letter to investors, which will be released on Saturday. One such man, who I personally know, will be looking forward to this, is Neeraj Shah, who is here with the trade setup for the day. Morning Neeraj, we have had two straight days of gains, but we have seen some pressure at higher levels. How are we set up on the final trading day of the week? Well, what do I say? Uh, Firstly, good morning. Um, But a 35% jump in CBOE VIX. But that tells you a story, and that led to the kind of sell-off that we've seen. Uh, essentially, the yields leading to the sell-off, but all I'm saying is that the VIX has shown a serious uptick too. And now, the, the question is, I mean, we all know the internals, right? The worst percentage fall for the Dow in three weeks. NASDAQ has cracked the most since October. Uh, the US yields are highest since Feb 2020. And big tech had a correction between 3 to 8%. Uh, so let's not get too much into detail. The, the question is, uh, could there be more inflation coming than what most people think? And although the U.S. Fed isn't worried about that, maybe the market is showing signs of getting worried about that. Correctly or wrongly, who knows? But what this has done is that the jump in the yields has put that benchmark rate above the S&P 500's dividend yield. There's this chart on the Bloomberg terminal, which I'll show on the trade setup as well. But this means that equities, which are... Technically, the riskier set of assets have lost the premium over bonds, and that might just, you know, exacerbate the move out of stocks. Now, what will happen today? I think Asia is already showing signs of this, and India will follow suit. And irrespective of the reforms and the government announcements, etc., which are all positive, of course, the first day of this new series will be tough. We had a big day for PSU stocks yesterday and for metals. And I would reckon that there would be some corrective moves there as well. The broader markets may actually see some serious activity as 16 new stocks get added to the derivatives segment. And therefore, volumes on the derivatives side might be, well, higher. Usually, the new stocks don't see very high volumes, but you would expect that there'll be a lot of frenzied activity at the broader end of the spectrum. Now, I don't know if Indian tech will crack as badly because I think that there'll be, there's been some cracks already. 
but there will be some shedding of weight for sure. All in all, uh, very difficult to talk about individual stocks today because most things would be starting off lower. Watch out for commodities, oil and gas, and PSUs in particular. Uh, I end this uh, podcast with um, a note that I saw from Morgan Stanley, which is uh, maybe a bit comforting. Uh, They say, and I quote, we see a repeat of the potential taper tantrum less likely. Following the 2013 taper tantrum experience, the Fed is committed to being more transparent on its forward guidance and policy path. And the Fed has also raised the bar for tightening with its new focus on generating a high-pressure economy. So they expect the Fed to use the June FMC meeting to guide markets towards expecting a gradual tapering from Jan 2022 onwards, with actual rate hikes still further behind. I think that's the key point. The markets will get nervous because of this. The question to all investors would be, should you take advantage of that? Time will tell. For now, have a safe trading day. Keep your stop losses and your face masks in play. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma. Or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. Brought to you by LIC. 